Well, we always start with a laugh. Well, we do, but this is different. This is a special. Well, we always start with a laugh. It's always that wasn't Brett a laugh. Kathleen. Brett's so, not here tonight. He's not. Well, like well, we can we can cover all this in our introduction. Oh, okay. The episode. Um, hi guys. You might notice the acoustics where we are might sound different. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just taking a guess, and that's because tonight's episode, or might be today where you're listening, is not a typical the paranormal guide podcast episode that you would be expecting. We're actually out on location at probably one of my favourite haunted or paranormal hotspots here in, well, at least South Australia, if not the country. And as always, I'm joined by Spills. Da-da. da But we're missing a member of the pod, pod, pad. <laughs> of, of the podcast, podcast team. Brett, Brett is not with us. Um, he, he's actually away for a short while, so we've uh, replaced him. Both where we would normally record and his hosting voice, we are tonight joined by Al Snowborn of Adelaide Horn Horizons. Hello. Hello. And she's going to sound a little bit quieter than usual because you're, you've got a bit of a, a bit of a wog in your throat. I and not have. spills. <laughs> <laughs> that was earlier. <laughs> Just trying well. to clear the throat now. <clears throat> um, yeah, I've had it for about eight weeks, so hopefully people can hear me talk. Yeah, well, hopefully, because you, you're the you're kind of like the key mouse. You're kind of the, the, the knower of the knowledge of this location <laughs> we are at. And, and I don't think I've actually said where we are yet. Alison, where, where are we tonight? We are actually at Talem Town Pioneer Village. We have the location to ourselves. To... And yes, let me tell you, it's pretty creepy tonight. <laughs> That's yeah, coming from me, and I'm used to this place. When, when we rocked up, we were, we were actually graciously... We, we had the gates open for us, and all that's something that I would have to do, but Alison was waiting out the front because she wasn't feeling so comfortable by herself in the <laughs> in this back area of Old Talem. Has anything happened tonight, or was it just the feeling? No, it was just the feeling. It's very, very dark out there because we're just off a new moon, I think. So yeah. it's pitch black out there. It's a huge, great village. I was going to go and do some photography (laughs) (laughs) and looked at how dark it was and decided, yeah, I'll go sit by the heater. And we're actually standing in the pitch dark right now. We are. We are. And and for many of our listeners, they're going to be quite um, familiar with this place. All of our listeners have been through here numerous times as it is a a hotspot of paranormal activity. But for those that are listening and look, for those international, for people that haven't been here before, what... What is this location? And and then lead us into where we are actually standing right now. Well, it's actually the biggest pioneer village in the Southern Hemisphere. And it sits here about 90 kilometres south of Adelaide. And it is a village that has been built, but he built it slightly differently. He wanted to keep it authentic. It's owned by Peter Squires. He wanted to not just go down to the shops, buy wood to make the village look old. He decided that if somebody had died around the state, he would buy their house, put it on the back of a truck, bring it into the village and build the village with it. So a lot of the homes you're looking in tonight are deceased estates. Some of them are over 100 years old. And there's 114 buildings here. Do you know what's hilarious about what you said? I you, don't know. you thought you were on the tour. You said the buildings we're going to be going into tonight. We're not actually doing the tour. <laughs> I, should, I should throw Have out it. there. We're not Have doing it. the tour. <laughs> but yeah, you've given the tour so many times, and yeah, well, and I guess well, so, we will be. Going we will be going into some of them. Well, I guess Our it is a right. tour, a different tour. It's an exclusive tour. It is. This tonight, we're going to have a, a bit of a different look of Old Talem Town, and. Tonight, well, where are we staying right now? As Bill's mentioned, we're in the pitch black. We're not actually outside. We're inside a 
fairly large open building right now. So maybe a good place to start would be what this is. And Well, this is where we start the tours. It's a theatre, or the Wonderview Cinema as it's called, and it is a working cinema. We do actually have movies playing here. And it is big and it is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's dark. <laughs> and it is... Really dark. Really Really dark. Just to give people a sense of what I can see right now, it's just pitch black and I have these two disembodied red glowing faces around <laughs> me illuminated by the light, so it is incredibly creepy. And, you know, what is the history of this cinema? Because this is a perfect example of what this place is about and how a lot of the, loc- a lot of the buildings themselves are now not true representations of what they originally were. Yeah, it was never a working cinema. It's a really nice working cinema now, but it wasn't in its early days. Which begs the question why people are experiencing things in here. And normally it'd be when people are in here on the tour, you'd be explaining some of the theories. So look, we might as well cover them now because you have just said a lot of these buildings have come from other places. People are going to ask that question, why is this place haunted? Yeah. Well, first of all, you are bringing in deceased estates, so with a lot of history behind them. And one theory or one question would be if you've got an energy or a ghost in a house and you remove that house on the back of the truck does the energy come with the walls? So that's one of the theories. We have had five or six deaths here in the village. Not tours yet, fortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Always the first time. But it's people who were associated with the building of the village. And without going into it too much, we did have an experience a couple of years ago that led to another death back in 1918 on the property of a little boy who drowned. Hmm. So... Yeah, we've, we've quite a lot of reasons why it could be haunted. I've experienced that here too. <clears throat> you so. have, uh, where was your, your experience over at the church, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely we'll discuss that later yeah. when we get to the church. Look, something, guys, um, you may feel uh, here my voice getting more trepidatious as we're going along because like the tours, we are kind of starting off tonight in the safer buildings, I'll say, although the, the, the not quite as active buildings, but as we go along... Me knowing what takes place here, we, we get to some of the more scarier buildings later on, so so I'll just point that out now, because this place <laughs> is feeling pretty damned eerie it tonight. It is tonight, already, I must so admit, it feels By the time we get to the church or the Emporium, you know, we, we might not even be recording the podcast anymore, we might be on the way home, so, you know. We could do it on a bus tour around the village. <laughs> <We do. laughs> so yeah, so the, so the Wonderview uh, Cinema, so this place is obviously converted, and yep. Peter's um, purchase old cinema scene. So these are have we don't know the history of a lot of the items in these buildings. Like they could have, who knows what's happened on the. Well, we can guess some of the things that have happened on some of these cinema seats. <laughs> but who knows, you know? Okay, so so we're in, so we're in a cinema here. And I guess a lot of the people that are listening probably want to hear some of the ghost stories. So are there any actual stories in the cinema itself? Look, there's been many times we've been in here investigating with tours, and we've heard somebody clearly walking into the cinema and walking back out again when there's nobody there and we're all accounted for. I've had guests freak out because they've suddenly got something dark standing right in front of them, Mm. a figure, so they're literally up and out those seats as quickly as possible. (laughs) Um, We've also had the sound of somebody walking down the aisle. You can see, clearly, there was nobody there, but they can hear somebody walking down the aisle, so, yeah. Spills, have you had any encounters in here? I haven't, no, 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 apart from bats. Low-flying bats. Bats, yeah, bats are pretty cool in this place. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's not one of our more active 
It's dark, it's creepy, but it's not one that we've really focused on. It's a good place so, to start the tour where people don't feel too anxious, especially when they're having to listen to the rules of the tour ahead. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes no, just completely ran, running around this location because, like, like we say, it's easy to get lost here. And why is that? How big is this place? Because I like to explain to people this is probably one of the largest ghost tours you can go to in Australia because yeah. there's just so much here to see. Um, 114 buildings <clears throat> set out on 13 streets. So it's so a mini town. It is really a massive town, yeah. All with a lot of history and a lot of strange stories going mm. on within them. And I guess we best go out and have a look at that for ourselves and... Go out into let's the dark. Yes. <laughs> and let's get out of this creepy cinema. <laughs> and into a creepier building. <laughs> so, um, well, look, you're the tour host of this location, so I guess... Where are we? This time we're in the Bent Elbow Hotel. Um, it is a unusual name for a hotel. That's because it wasn't in real life. It was actually somebody's home. So, And Peter brought it here and made it into the village hotel. Outside of the church is probably the most, second most significant building, I think, of the history of the ghost of Old Town Town because of your personal experiences here. And Yeah, well, this is really where it all began for me because we'd come here on an investigation with my research team, Paranormal Field Investigators, and we knew the church had ghost stories coming out of it. It was obviously the best-known one, but we didn't want to sit in there all night. And we got 114 buildings to choose from, so we thought, OK... We'll come and do the hotel. Because apparently the person who used to own this house was religious. He hated alcohol, hated pumps. So it kind of hedged our bets. <laughs> the so, irony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So came here. Now, I hadn't been in this building at that stage, and it was pitch dark that night. So shone a torch through the window to see what was in here, like looking at the lay of the land. As I did that, a figure of a man cut through the beam of the torch down the hallway. Mm. So the first thing we did was come in here, run down there, see who it was, make sure that there wasn't anybody on the village actually playing a prank with us. We checked the back door. The back door is actually nailed shut so nobody could have snuck in and nobody could have got out as well. So we couldn't find anybody. What did that do for you? Because you're back then at least you're a... You're a, a largely sceptical person you hadn't had a lot of experiences what did that do to you seeing that shadow figure actually seeing something look I wouldn't say I was sceptical I'd say the more I've researched in other places probably I was edging on that Mm. Um, I'd had experiences but your brain will question them but seeing that here basically excitement and the fact that I've seen it five or six times since is quite amazing for me because I just don't see things. So yeah. it's it's a pretty exciting place for me. And Spills, you've had experiences here. So have you, Ash. Well, I have. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> we, I don't know if we've heard your voice since we left the, uh, the, the <laughs> theatre, so let, let, let's get you in here. <laughs> Look, actually, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, I was here Saturday night, but I think the tour before that, or the last time I was up here, which was possibly earlier this year, or might have even been towards the end of last year, uh, was sitting, so we're standing in the bar area currently. Yes, so, so those are familiar to us where, like, just outside the double doors, we can look down the main hallway and we're next to the bar. <laughs> and then behind me is the little parlour room. And uh, I'd actually taken a, a tour group that night for the, uh, the investigation part of the tour. And we were sitting in the lounge area, the parlour area. 
And I think there was about five or six of us in the group sitting there, nothing much happening. And then all of a sudden, five or six footsteps down the hallway. So from the back of the house towards us, uh, and that was pretty much it. Solid footsteps. I'm talking, well, if our listeners can hear that, that's me. (laughs) And it was solid. Exactly like that. You could feel the floor vibrating and and the footsteps. So that that was a pretty... That's the interesting thing about this place I find is that when something happens, you are, you're almost, and I, and I don't want to say it's scary enough, but you almost feel like you're scared for your safety because it does feel like there's something flesh and blood nearby. Yeah, definitely. But there's nothing there, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more at the peak railway station. <laughs> but yeah, so, so solid foot, footsteps are something common you'll get here, Alison, yeah, in this building? Yeah, I, yeah. And there's another building where we just had a new case of that which i can tell you when we get there or when we're going past it awesome what about your story yeah so my very first uh i guess experience i had here at old town town is it's kind of a bit of a weird one i you know i'd known alison for a little while we'd we'd come here we were basically going through the village uh to just so i could get to know the place as well before i had to start operating as a backup basically operating for other people's safety on the tours and yeah we came into this building and when i walked into the parlor which is right behind spills's back right now i could i could i didn't see legs but i could sense that there was someone sitting there and i just had this sensation of the figure and the legs basically coming off the lounge and basically the feet sitting on the floor and it's really hard for me to explain that's the best way I can do it I just had this sensation I knew someone was sitting there but obviously there wasn't and you know I've had a lot more crazier experiences since then but to get this place started for me it was it was pretty all right awesome Pitch black in here. It is. It is. And that hallway, it's like, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah looking down it's there. It's like the hallway just to black. And, and like I said, it's like we're only just going to touch on the stories. Like if you do the tour, there's another five or six stories you're going to hear on this building that are awesome, like big major paranormal events have taken place in here. We're not this is one of my favourite. Yeah, like major, major paranormal events. And we, we don't want to ruin the tours for those of you that can make it here. So if you can make it to it, by all means, come along. But for now, where should we, where should we head to next? For me... I would be going to the Peak Railway Station. Alrighty, let's do that. Another place of historical significance for Old Town Town is the place we are standing right now, Alison. Yep, the Peak Railway Station, which was really the Peak Railway Station in real life. Um, It was Peter's very, very first building, which he bought for $100. Over about 100 bucks. Yeah, 100 Bargain. bucks. And it was his very, very first building on this place. Yeah, and, and right now we're, we're standing inside the building where just by the counter where people would have got uh, served by what was probably a bit of a local... Would you say he was a celebrity in the where he came from in Peak, the old uh, railway station he, master? He would have been well known. His name was Shoeshine, or that was his nickname. We've had people on the tour now that actually didn't know him. And his real name was Joe Shushon, apparently. So, and he looked up to this station for 25 years. And maybe he's still around. Possibly. Possibility. Possibly. But he wasn't happy it was sold. No. No. <laughs> and, you know, and look, um, without getting too much in it, he was, he was known for being very clean with his railway station. He would keep it spick and span. And now, where it is in this old pioneer village, it's kind of, it's not completely run down, but it's kind of getting a little bit dusty. So maybe that's... 
Yeah, he he was he he was very proud of his station. <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> so, and, and, and what about tours? What's the significance on the tours? So, besides being the places uh, to stop to see the very first uh, building brought into Old Town Town, is there any other? Yeah, look, this was the second place I saw that figure. It was a daytime sighting this time, and I watched as a man went down the other side of the train. Now, at the time, it didn't really sink in because I was doing some photography at the time, and I thought, well, hang on a minute, there shouldn't have been anybody here. Mm. If he had continued in a certain direction, my backup would have seen him, Anna. If he had come back in my direction, I would have seen him. I was looking for a person who had broken in. I wasn't looking for a ghost. Mm. And he also didn't set the alarms off, which he would have done, because I hadn't turned those alarms off at that point. So the whole place is alarmed, and... uh, our route, we just take the alarms off at a certain time. You know, this is a creepy, creepy part of the village because it's not on one of the main roads. It's kind of on a little, what would you call it, a little trail across some train lines. It's amongst some trees. It's kind of isolated compared to the rest of the village. Yeah, it's probably the furthest, darkest corner of the village. Mm, and we've, we've, we've experienced some of these. And I don't know why I'm telling here. the stories because... <laughs> Action spills here had the better story to well, tell. Well, for me, this is probably one of the most significant things Panel that I ever. couldn't explain um, for me at Taylor. And you were there, Ash. And yeah. Ash had a strange experience to start with. Yeah, well, it, was a, it was one of those really, really strange nights where, like tonight, where the village is feeling, you know, you're on edge everywhere you are. And we had just finished doing a tour. <clears throat> now, I, I was a tour guide back in, back in the days of old with Alison <laughs> Overwan here, and I was helping to see out one of the tour groups. And it was as I was walking back into the village that I got a radio, like a walkie-talkie message from Spills, saying, we're up at the peak railway station, you know, that's where you need to come get us. So I was like, okay, fair enough. <clears throat> so I've walked up to the peak railway station, there's no one here. I'm looking around. I walk around. I'm looking at the torch. And there's no one here. I'm still feeling freaked out. I'm Knowing Ash, he would have got here, not seen us here and gone, that fucking arsehole. <laughs> it's made me walk out but, here and now he's not here. Yeah, so I'm by myself in this, like, the furthest, darkest <laughs> end of the village. Did you think that? Did I think... No, I didn't. I, I, I was too... He was busy. too scared. I, I was freaking out because I've come here by myself at this part of the village and there's absolutely no one here and I'm expecting to see you with a group of people. Yeah. So so I'm walking, talking, where are you guys? And that's when you guys said that you hadn't gone anywhere. No one had even raided me. Everyone was still back at the cafe. Which well, is over the other side of the village. Which is the further, yeah, furthest other side of the village. But I, I was wondering where Ash was because he was supposed to do the tech talk. And I'm like going, Ash, are you coming? And that's when he asked, well, did Spills just two-way me? Mm. And Spills had been sitting next to me the whole time while I was doing the video presentation. If he had two-wayed Ash, he would have been in big trouble while I'm trying to do a video presentation. Not only that, we all carry two-ways and we're all on the same channel and we should have all got that message. Yeah. And it was only Ash that got the message. You sent me out to this dark corner and... Nothing happened. I was just basically out here feeling a bit paranoid. So I basically walked back to the cafe. But when we broke up into smaller groups to start investigating the village, which is another, well, which is probably the main, I guess, thing that you can do here is you can do a ghost tour and you can also come out and investigate, use Alison and um, Haunted Horizons equipment and basically see what you can find for yourself. So we've come out here with a group of people back to the peak railway station. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's something on my jaw. The Peak Railway Station. <laughs> and I'm going to let Spills continue on because he's, he, he was also very heavily part of this experience. Well, it was and- interesting because... So there were... I think we had three... There were six of us in the group. So myself, yep. Ash, and then um, another four people. Yeah. And... Three of those people were standing where we're standing now, within the Peak Railway Station. And myself, Ash, and another guest were standing outside. Now, the railway track's probably five metres, yeah, would you so say, from the, the buildings. Yeah. And, and we were actually, we weren't even talking about anything paranormal. We were talking about the stars, I think. Yeah, we're doing fo- trying to get some photos. That's right. And, um, and at that time, a, a heap or a flock of birds flew overhead and, and we were just commenting about, oh, that's strange, you know. It wasn't just a flight, it was like every bird yeah. in the area. <laughs> and there's, there's swamp lands behind the Peak Railway Station. Everything so, just took off at once. So this is like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, so all these birds are, are flying off. And then as they leave um, and everything went quiet again, there was just a charging set of footsteps straight towards us through the brush. And um, you could hear the leaves breaking. And I'm not talking... You know, is that or is that not footsteps? These are solid, pounding, someone charging at us, you know. Mm. I, did a, a, I did ask if it was a possum <laughs> when I saw it, when he told me well, for the first look, time. I tried to recreate it on the night and I couldn't even get my feet. I had to stamp my feet down hard to, to basically recreate that sound. Yeah. It, so um, it was really interesting. And, and then, so I reckon judging, and there was nothing there, um, and as Ash shone, well, turned the torch on and shone it in that direction, it just completely stopped. Yeah. That was it. It, so. it was like it was, the birds took off, it was bright, and then we're all kind of looking at the sky, looking at these birds fly off, and then we could hear the bushes. Yeah. And we're kind of... I couldn't see you guys, it was pitch black, but I'm guessing we all kind of turned to look in the direction of the bushes. And it's the bushes next to Peak Railway Station. If you guys are listening, we'll get a kind of a photo up in the album of the area. It was just solid, solid. It was, it was something running big. towards us. That's the only way to explain it. Was it was crashing through the trees. It was, it had, I was convinced it was flesh and blood, which is the reason why I turned that torch on, thinking we're about to be attacked. I'm looking after a group of people. Yeah. Let's put safety first, even though everyone's spewing at me because I did it. Because the second I did that, it stopped. And that, that's a common thing here, isn't it, Alison? The torchlight can stop Sorry, I got distracted. Directive. What are you getting distracted <laughs> by? We're in the peak railway station. Now you're freaking out. What's happening? No, I'm not freaking out. I just... You see that light behind you? Yes. Where's that? Because it just blacked out. That's too outside, well, it, I think. It just blacked... Well, that's a window, uh, I think. Yeah, it is yeah. a window. But it's not reflective. No. It just blacked out as if something went past that all. Well, Don't you get that me. often around here too. So, just what was the question? so, so the question is, um, that's something that's common, that torchlight. So if you start feeling real freaked out, the light can yeah, stop it. Look, one of our rules here is try not to use your torches. Even if you think something's happening... Don't put your torch on because what we find is as soon as you do, everything stops. And that's what I said yeah. to Ash. Ash, why the fuck did you turn your torch on? <laughs> but again, at the end of the day, I will. There were guests. I, yeah. The safety of the guests come first. I will stick up for Ash and say, you know, if you had a lunatic running at you, he actually did the right thing. <laughs> but the the question's always going to be, what would have happened if he hadn't turned that torch on? It. Yeah. And we'll never know. Yeah, that's, Ash. That, that's a question I'd like our listeners to hypothetically at home to answer and comment on the podcast. What do you think would have happened if the torch was turned on and the whatever it was 
hadn't just been dispelled. Instant death. Gone away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have come and found you all eviscerated. And Possibly. Yeah. But but th- this is an area where the shadow person is seen quite commonly as well. Yeah, usually next to the tree, there's a tree to the side of us. And quite often between the tree and the side of the building, people are seeing what looks like a man standing there. Of course, they put the torch on it yeah. and it just doesn't exist anymore. And that's, a, that's yeah. the area where the footsteps came running at us from. Mm. It's common. Yeah. Not the footsteps, but the. Uh, to me, that was. You've the had most, other footsteps here, though. That was the most intense. Oh yeah, experience. that was another one. See, I don't tell ones. that one on the tour anymore. Do you? No. Oh, well, one of my very one of my other early experiences here was when I was learning the tour to become a tour guide. I used to film the tour just to the side of the group, just so I had a record to to learn it by. And this one night, I was doing just that. Alice was at the front of the Peak Railway Station on the doorstep giving the stories I was recording to the right of the group when all of a sudden I heard someone walk behind me now I was also the backup so I had to know where everyone was at the time so I turned around to see who it was to make sure they weren't wandering off into the dark to get lost amongst 114, 115 buildings there was absolutely no one there. Is that in the direction where we heard the footsteps? It was basically along the train. It just kind of went along the train okay. and through the bushes there. And I turned the torch on. I could see there was no one there, but I could still hear the footsteps going off yeah, into well, the distance. That's awesome. So, yeah, footsteps. It's I'm very, actually it's a, starting to feel a bit uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually, I'll tell you some other footsteps that we don't talk about. On our very first tours ever here, I brought a nice group of ladies through. And that room where you've got your back to at the moment spills. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the little room. Yeah, the little room <laughs> <laughs> with all the case, Thanks. suitcases Alice in it. I can't see it yeah. either. <laughs> That's where she heard the footsteps coming okay. towards the door. So. I remember that. Yeah, were, yes. you, were you on this? One? I don't think I was on the tour. That was a bit before I came on, but I remember that was like yeah, a, that's one, one of the, the earlier stories. stories. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's one, another thing about Old Town. You have so much happening here, you, you're constantly cycling through stories, it's, getting rid of the old stuff. It's and evolving all the time. Yeah. Like year yeah. in, year out. Like the core stays the same, but all the filler stuff that happens around yeah. those core um, experiences that constantly change. You can come once a year and basically have a, a just about a new tour. Yeah. Yeah. And also ex- um, exploring different buildings as well. Yeah. What? What'd you. Ooh. You've got a shadow behind me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I've got a damn tripod in my way to get out that door. Well, you guys know I, what I'm, I'm the like. only one that's got the feel, clear. I don't feel uneasy normally. and I I've just a had a really, uneasy. really cold, and it's the wrong cheek to be the door, but I've just had a freezing cold thing. That's when I went, ooh, because it went right past my cheek towards you. Towards me? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't feel anything. But you would have thought with the door there, it should have come from that yeah. side on that cheek, not from this side. This is a weird place, everybody. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Where we go to next? Um, I reckon... Well, next, I think we should head to the gatekeeper's cottage. Good idea. Let's do it. Okay. Another dark and creepy building, Alison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a few of those. It seems to be a theme that... Uh, Taylor <laughs> This one, this one feels a lot different. So far, we've been in a, a hotel, we've been in a cinema, we're in a train station. This is kind of like the first home, or one that's kind of set out like a yeah. home. Well, it, it was a home. Oh, it was a home. So, yep. Okay, um, what, 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 tell us a bit about this building and what's been happening. Um, here. Look, this one's known as the Dressmaker's Cottage, but in real life, it was known as the Gatekeeper's Cottage. Now, that was because the person who used to live in here 
the children, his children used to open the gates and let the cars up to a big property or a big, bigger house. So it got that nickname. Um, yeah, we've had a few interesting things happen in here. Uh, very first one that I remember would be a young girl, she was only a teenager, and she'd gone into the kitchen here and had her hair stroked. Now, that freaked her out. But when we got to the church, we put on what we call a ghost box. I'll let you describe what that is. I'll, I'll link the, it to the video yeah, that we made of like, the ghost box. You can link <laughs> it to that video, to the ghost box. I was the biggest sceptic, but there you go. But while we had the ghost box on, she asked, could you say my name? Can you say Jordan? And it did. It came out with the word Jordan pretty much straight away. So she said, why did you touch my hair? Immediately, it came out with the word blonde. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Now, she was blonde, obviously, and for about the first two years here, it seemed to have a fascination with blonde hair. It was always blondes that were complaining about having their hair stroked. So, okay. Any, do we have any idea what the fascination with blonde was? or is it No idea. I guess there's no real way to tell, is yeah. there? Have you ever had a psychic or anyone, because no doubt you've had a lot of them coming around on the tours, have they ever tried, like, perhaps given explanations for some of these things? No, look, we did have a psychic at the beginning, or a couple of them, which I didn't even know were psychics, actually, or mediums, whichever you want to look at it. They came from New South Wales and they were walking around and they were picking up on things. I asked them what they're picking up on. Now, I must admit, I might have led them off the garden path with a <laughs> completely unreal story. And that's only because I wanted to know if what they were picking up was real. So I told them I thought it was a short person that I'd seen when I know if I'm well, it was tall. Mm. And they kind of described it and said it didn't come in with any of the houses that are here and he didn't live on the property there was just an energy in the area apparently that because we're running people through here all the time we've attracted it in hmm. so that's cool. what they basically so this is kind of like ghost and magnet but the interesting thing is the one i've seen i've seen it all over. well not just me other people have seen it as well all over the village so it's not just with one building so it's not bound. It's um, not bound to any one building. We're, we're pretty pretty sure that this is just one thing. So it's always described as the same. It's always the same activity. It's always the kind of uh, the same feeling when it's seen. So we're pretty certain it's just the one shadow person getting around. When it's getting around here, I mean, some of the buildings I think are other other things as well. But mm. definitely the one in the streets, the one I've seen, it's exactly the same height, exactly the same look each time I've seen it. So. But again, this is another building with footsteps. I do. I want to see it. I want to see it. That's a good question. Do you often get people saying, "I want to see this shadow person"? They see Every it, and then they regret it. <laughs> do they regret seeing it when this has happened? Um. Yeah, I don't know whether they regret seeing it. It's when they get physical stuff happening, mm. like touching, and that's when they start to. So you want to be touched too? I want to see it. I want to be touched. This is kind of like the but place you come that. for everything if, <laughs> yeah. you, if, if you want. But, but the thing is with um, Tellum Town, you, I mean, we can't promise it. We Everybody knows that you can't promise that something's going to happen each time you come here. Uh, if, if a ghost tour gives you something every time, then you're going to have to question yeah. on the reality of it. But we do get things. If you're going to get the highest opportunity of getting something, then I would put Tellum Town up there. Yeah. National Railway Museum that we do would be another one. Yep. Yeah, that's another so, great yeah. location too. Yeah, we'll probably do one of these there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Some stage. <laughs> But we had, um, just for this house, we had Ben Hansen over from Fact or Fate show okay. over in America, and he yep. did some workshops for us. And we had a team with him in this building here. And while they were sitting in here, they could hear footsteps walking around and around the building. The only thing is the footsteps they heard were actually on wood. Hmm. So they all went out, including Ben, had a look, and there is no wood there. It's all just dirt. But it sounded like it was on a veranda. Okay. So there's no be interesting to, to know if, mm, if this ever particular had. cottage had a wooden veranda yeah. around the outside. I dare say would you'd, you'd think most, most of them would have. Yeah, look, probably would have been a wooden. Yeah, completely surround veranda yeah. around this Australian style architecture. Mm. Ben, what did Ben Hansen think of the village? Because you know, I don't know how many uh, I guess celebrity investigators you've had come through town and town. Apart from Ash, myself and Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Frequent places. What did Ben think of this location? Yeah, look, he he said he loved it. It, It's such a unique location. Unfortunately, that night, apart from the footsteps, I think it was a bit quiet for Ben, but there you go. Um, It happens. But, yeah, no, he's... He just, yeah, remarkable. So basically, a thumbs up from Ben Hanson. I hope so. That's 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 got a that's got a, that's some that's a good rating. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So this is the gatekeeper's cottage. Um, where where would you normally go from here? Uh, from here to my favourite building, which is the Emporium. The Emporium. Oh mm. dear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. This is where, when I was taking a tour, I would say this is where stuff's about to get real. <laughs> So just while we're walking through the streets, Alison, um, do, do you often get activity outside of the building? So when you've got the tours walking the streets or yeah. people just waiting outside of buildings, etc., is is, are the streets themselves active? Uh, I find the streets a lot creepier than the buildings themselves. Um, that is probably the most common time that the shadowy figure is seen, is actually in the streets. Sometimes when I'm telling the stories out here, people are seeing him standing next to me. Um, or just off, should I say, from me. So, no, the street's definitely a good place to be. Could you just see those uh, at home that have been before? We're just passing the, um, what is this, the spare parts emporium. This is another area I don't like. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think, think it's a particular be seen area. when I'm talking. I'm usually it's talking. Here? Okay. Yeah, it's to one side just behind the truck there. The amount of times people have seen somebody just standing over there. And well, I'm telling stories. Here. We, we won't tell the main story tell here because this is one of the best, one of the one of the best stories of old town town. But this this spot has turned skeptics into believers like uh, that, like yeah, the click of a finger, including one of my own guides. Yeah, so, uh, Will, who used to work for me, he joined me completely skeptical, not interested in the paranormal at all, and he had one of his biggest experiences here. Yeah. But you'll have to come on the tour to hear that one. Yeah, it's. It's the, it's the point in the tour where people weren't feeling paranoid about Thailand Town. <laughs> it's right here. here. Yep. It changed. That single story changes people's yeah. minds about this town. And you're going to have to come here to hear that for yourself, guys. But we're going to continue <laughs> on to the Emporium. So... It's with great trepidation that, that we this enter. Light, yeah. This one little bit of light is going to go out in a minute. It is. I know. And, and we are going it. to be in pitch darkness. It's illuminating the mannequins. For, for those playing at home that have been here before, we're in the important <laughs> with the mannequins. I'm going to take a photo <laughs> of how of dark... How, how nervous we all are. Let me just turn <laughs> off my flash. Okay, now this is facing 
Alison and Ash. And I have a little red light on And this on is me. what we can see. Yep. It's just blackness. It's just two red dots, um, <laughs> which is exactly what we can see. And, and you know, and it's the best way to, I guess, experience this location. Alison? Well, this is the one building that we occasionally get poltergeist activity in it. Poltergeist activity. Yeah. Now, by poltergeist activity, you mean... Things. Objects moved yes. by an unseen yeah. force. We've had there's a hat up on a rack just on the cupboard there. We've had that. Where not behind me. <laughs> just about. Oh fuck. Actually it's <laughs> more behind Ash. Okay, oh, that's okay. Then. But the thing with the furry coat behind you. Behind me? To the side of you. That's flown oh, hang across. On, I the... can't see which side left, right. I can't even <laughs> see anyway, but on your right. That's real bad. Okay. We know there's like six, seven, eight mannequins around us, like within three feet, within arm's reach. And they're that very, makes they're him, antique yeah, as well, so they're not, not just, faces. they're not just any old man. You guys are going to get shitty because I'm going to take another photo for our listeners with the flash on, <laughs> with the mannequins behind yeah, you. Just so you can kind of see what we're we doing. Should, we should here. have all have a group shot with that mannequin. Just we, to we, ruin. We, I think we will. Because she's just great. Now I'm going to ruin your eyesight so it's even worse. I forgot there's a mannequin behind Alison. <laughs> are you going to look this way, Alison? Great photo. Uh, yeah, this this is it, it, the early days. It was the church, and we haven't yeah. really talked about church yet. We'll be getting to that, but it seems to be that this. Would you say this is your most active building? Yeah, well, for a variety of activity, anyway. Yeah, put it this way: we pretty much after six months started to have a camera running at all times in the church. Whenever there's people in there, we had that much happen, and. Six months ago, we started to put one up in here as well because we're missing so much that was happening in here. So, okay. and what? So, just a bit of history. What are these buildings that we're staying in there? So, it's for those at home. It's like an old school department store. It's an emporium. So, we've got our women's wear where we're standing. Down the other end is men's wear in between. Kind of children's toys, wedding dresses, a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. So. This place was not always like that. No. Well, if you went outside and looked at it, you'd see three different doors, three different roofs, and three different chimneys. And that's because he took three homes, put them side by side, and knocked the walls out to make it one long shopping area. Hmm. And the one you're standing in, I believe, is 1890. So oh, wow. Yeah, 125 quite, years yeah, old. Cool. Good mathematics there, Ash. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Never worked that one out. So, 1890. So, we're standing in someone's home. We don't know how many families lived in this place. 1890, it's come from a different place. It's been transported here. It's been turned into part of what we can't see now because we're in the dark. Mm. But it's kind of taken on a completely different aspect now. So, so tell us about... Well, Spills, you're about to... I was, I was just going to say, I've never experienced anything myself in this oh, building. okay. However... It just has such an intense feeling about it. It's it's a very different building. It is, it yeah. is. Put it this way, I, I can go into most of the buildings here on my own and go around the village on my own, but if I have to check things at the end of the night to see if there's equipment in here or been left in here, I tend to send my husband in because <laughs> 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 I do not like coming into this building on my own in the dark. Yeah, and, and, and I'm used to this stuff and I'll go around most places on my own but yeah for some reason this one just feels a bit different 
Yeah, and the things that get moved around here aren't all small light objects either. You've talked about a hat, you've talked about a, a coat, but a mannequin's been thrown in here. And well, I'm going to let you tell that one. Uh, oh yeah, you were right. there for I, it. I, I, I was there for it. Yeah, look, it, we, we came in here. We were investigating. We're actually in the the other end of the building from where we are now. So we were standing in menswear. We'd set up the equipment. We had just turned off all the torches. We we're basically just staying around in this little meshed area when all of a sudden I heard a very loud kind of like a crashing sound and I immediately thought we've just gone lights out someone's tripped over something someone's down on the ground let's get some torches on got a torch on everyone's still standing and that's when I noticed that the mannequin that was standing behind me was now laying on the floor a good five feet into the building so it had been it hadn't just fallen over on the spot and I did I tried I picked it back up and I tried to you know step around it rock it over see if we can get it to fall over we couldn't not easily anyway but it hadn't just done that hadn't just tipped over it it was laying a good distance from where it was standing that's awesome had to have been pushed or hurled and I didn't do it and I was the closest one to that mannequin I'm pretty sure no no one else did it either So does that make it more paranoid? Well, can they do it now for us <laughs> while we're standing? Wouldn't it be great if every mannequin in this room just suddenly flew? Or we're having this conversation, <laughs> shit happens, our listeners could hear it, and we're like, okay, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be, they'd be spewing. We'd have to stay. But yeah, ladies, as a public service, ladies' underwear are over. Well, we are. In I haven't had a night like that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all that's in Not here. Not with all the granny pants that are in here, anyway. <laughs> So, so what else happens here? So this is the, by far the creepiest building. Yeah. It's the, long. It's like, I don't know how long it is. It's 30, 40 metres long in one direction. It's, it's narrow. There's stuff on each side. Yeah, it's yeah. mannequins. Yeah, it's a mannequin. <laughs> and there's only two entry points. So if you're stuck in the middle and shit's happening both ends, you're not getting out. <laughs> well, really, there's only one because that cage is across the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. door okay. there. So you're only going to get out one way. And interesting, well, one of the ones we had not long ago is, I was in here telling the stories. We did get it on video, or the, what happened on video. And one of the girls near the door, she freaked out because she said a male voice, she, all she said was, we've got to get out of here, we've got to get out of here, we've got to get now. I said, what's wrong? And she said she'd heard a male voice right in her ear going, get out, like that. She was nearest the door. There was nobody nearer on that side. But the thing is, we had all heard somebody walking up the veranda okay. up to that door. Now, because we don't put it on, and I want people to know that, immediately I got one of our guests to look out, as well as one of us, just to, co- you know, to confirm that it wasn't somebody from us that was walking around out there. Now, without so, going into too much of the stories without ruining people that want to come along on the tour. I guess the energy within this area, or the, the, the ghost, is allegedly an aggressive male. Well, we've had... It, well, basically, people can go and read this on our Facebook page okay. anyway. Yeah. But we've had two ladies on two separate occasions have the same thing happening. They say they suddenly feel very, very sad. Like, they just want to cry. They don't know why. Okay. And then they said it changed in a heartbeat and it suddenly felt somebody was coming at them. Okay. Mm. And both of them on two separate occasions had to leave. When I got the call on the two-way, can you come down to the Emporium, please, Alison? By the time I got down here, they're in the street crying. So, okay, well. Because of what they've had, they were just shaken up with it. So just some of the things we've had, we're kind of wondering if at some point there's an abusive relationship okay. in here. Why don't you try it now, you aggressive fuck? 
<laughs> Try it on Alison. <laughs> Ash and I will rub for help. <laughs> yeah, come on. Bring it on. Yeah. I've done that before, actually. Uh, Goaded it. Yeah. We were here on a... It was actually a, a summer night that we had a huge thunderstorm come through. And I had said on Facebook, come on up to Talem Town, big thunderstorm, brilliant, <laughs> huge activity. And it was the most embarrassingly peaceful night I've ever had oh, up no. here. It was really, no. really quiet. So as a last resort, I took two of our regulars, Tan and Emily, down the other end of this building. And it was so peaceful. And I'm standing there going, I've got to do something. So I started to provoke, which I don't normally do. And it's like, did you just hit your wife? And if you used to hit your wife, why don't you come and hit us? <coughs> it's only us three girls, or are you too gutless? Oh. Gutless. So your wife Emily, is gutless. Emily and Tan, at the same time, would tell you exactly what I will tell you. The whole atmosphere within probably 30 seconds changed. Yeah. And you know how you were feeling uneasy earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like this real heavy atmosphere. So, yeah. It was... Actually, I remember the creepiest thing that happened to me here, and it wasn't even the mannequin. Was that the ghost fox? It was the ghost fox standing. Yeah. We were standing here. We were having a fairly creepy night. Um, the, the EMF meters started going off, and so we had the ghost box set up on the, um, the counter just behind where Alison is standing now. And um, I can't remember the exact sequence of events, but out of the ghost box were essentially... It basically told us to get out to leave, as is quite common, and we said, oh, why do you want that? And the ghost box responded with, they're coming. And of course okay. we asked who's coming, and no joke, it responded with... The children. <laughs> Tour over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, K2 activity the going children. nuts in here. The group that I was with wanted to leave. The thing. <laughs> you know, well, it was She's about to go off, but I think we should go. <laughs> Nobody wants to know about the creepy children. No, creepy children. That's children goes, are creepy. And I, I guess we're about to go to our final location tonight. And which on is my famous one, the Wolseley Church. <laughs> Alison, we're in the the building now that bought your attention to old Taylor Town in the first place. Now you don't generally talk about do you on the tour still talk about what brought you to your old Taylor Town in the first place? Yeah, look we usually talk about that early on though. It was a newspaper article that went out several years ago where somebody had an experience in here and took a photograph and it hit the media. So that's how we got involved. And now the photograph is, is kind of interesting because these days we'd look at it and it's an orb. Mm-hmm. But back in those days when, you know, people were not... We weren't all educated on what orbs were and what they could be, but, but it was interesting that was something like that that brought you here, which brought you to real experiences. Yeah, well... We'd heard a few other things here as well. It wasn't just the photograph. People were kept emailing me with stories that they'd had experiences in here. So it was naturally time for us to come up. And we were a little bit surprised, yeah, with some of the things we had happen in here. And, and just the history on the church, if you want to just get people quite up to speed, because this is definitely a, a centrepiece for the town. It's the largest building. It's, mm. as you'd expect, like a rural church. It probably seated, what, 80, 100 people, perhaps? Um, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually counted. Never count, but, but, but it's not but we've, we've had We've had probably 50 people on combine tours in here, 50 okay. to 60, and it would be pretty full. Okay, so, so, so it's smaller than yeah. I thought. 
And, you know, and it's two rooms. So you've got the large room and you've got the creepy back room. The creepy back room was actually the original church. And then five years later, they built this bigger section. Okay, so, so at one stage, their congregation fit in yeah, we the yeah, tiny right. little there, room yeah. at the back. That's yeah, now that's a, a Sunday school type yeah. area. Now, so Peter's bought the church into Old Town Town. He's probably had it um, dismantled and then re-put back together on site. The whole building came in one piece, but minus the roof. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually got the photographs of it. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. They're yeah. able to actually And then tra- they, they attached the, the roof back on. And, and, and what's special about the church to you? Look, I was taken by surprise with the amount of stuff we've had happen in here. It's probably what's made Talham Town popular, word of mouth, on how much we have had happen. But for me, it was probably my most strongest experience in here memory wise it was pretty much 2011 Easter I was in here doing a tour and about eight people got touched prodded poked they were moving around from seat to seat and one person got very sick and Ash here had to take him out I believe where he wasn't getting any better so Anna and Ash had to take him out to the car park and leaving me in here with the tour now at this point Nick one of our regulars who comes from Queensland he started singing a hymn in the hope of stirring things up in here. So I moved my camera to him, thinking if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen to him. Worst thing I ever did. Because after I moved my camera, all of us heard something come in this church. Two or three of us actually saw it come in. And I'm standing here watching a man come through the back door of that church. And at first I thought it was ash because it was the same size same um, height so I'm just saying don't worry about it it's just Ash I said that's you Ash isn't it Ash that is you nothing torch nothing there now I know what I saw and you'll hear on the video I get very excited so that was my defining moment really here in Talon full on watched it walk in and go into the corner because you'd seen it at a distance, not really interacting with you when yeah. you first saw it at the hotel, but then you saw it here, almost like joining the group. Yeah, it, and were there? Could you hear footsteps? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah what, what? That's the thing that a lot of people don't realise is in the early days, this that was a very noisy front entrance way to that church. Yep, the floorboards moved, so it used to give a, a definite creaking. Um, Peter has fixed it now but definitely back then it was... And it was a giveaway any time yeah. someone would come in or leave nobody the church. Could, nobody could creep in. in. Uh, <laughs> so, but he went and whoever it was went and sat in the back corner and I just assumed it was you coming in yeah. and just not wanting to disturb the tour. So you'd gone quietly sat down. And it wasn't Ash. So, But it did give me an idea of how tall it was because it would have been the same height as Ash. So Ash is what, about 6'1", six six one, one. Six yeah. yeah, so fairly tall. So... And the same build as well. Yeah, it's not Spills' height. No. No, it wouldn't be Spills. <laughs> it's not 6'8". <six>, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you've seen a shadow person, and, and he has seen, and we believe it's a he, he has been seen numerous times in and about this church. Yeah, and in the streets. What, what else in this church takes place? Well, we seem to have a little boy in here. And on my first public tour... I had people freaking out because they were saying they were seeing the figure of a little boy in the back room. 
And this happened numerous of times. First time I didn't take much notice of it because I didn't know we had a child at all here, but people kept reporting this child in the back room, having their clothing tugged, um, just feeling like there was a little child in the room with them. So we looked into, well, who could the child be? Now, the only child we could find is on the window here, Harry Tapp, and he drowned in 1927. So we nicknamed him Harry. Didn't make any sense because the church comes from Walsley and Harry came from Murray Bridge. So they wouldn't have really known each other. But nicknamed him Harry, who used to respond quite a big lot to spills next yes. to me. Yes. Uh, well, I've heard a lot from yeah. Al- oh shit I heard a lot <laughs> fuck I'm, I'm jumping I don't know but it was like a what made everything yeah that just got really uncomfortable <laughs> for our listeners yeah. Ash just jumped for some reason but yeah, at the same time it was just like this it just got really uncomfortable pulse of feeling I don't know that sounds real silly saying that that's what felt like a pulse of feeling <laughs> Okay. Um, so, okay. I, all I wanted to ask, Bills, was um. You know, all I was going to say is I've heard a lot about you know your experience from us, but I don't think I've ever heard it from you yourself. Okay. So it was myself and Brett in here. Um, oh, shit, that was me. That was Ash meeting Mike. <laughs> uh, myself and Brett, we were here one night, and the tour had just started, so it was fairly early on in the night, perhaps seven thirty, eight o'clock. So we thought we'd come and hang out in the church while Alison took a tour around. And um, so we're sitting in here, not much was happening. So what we thought we'd do was set up, I think we set up three or four K2s. So where the the boy has been seen, where some guests have seen the boy was from the back room into the uh, chapel, there's a doorway there. So we placed a K2 there and and then um, set some up down the aisle of the church and so we started by, you know, only big boys can make these light up and that sort of thing. So it's pretty much we're trying to say, you know, at, like teasing. Yeah, the well, the initial the initial thing was, you know, come on, Harry, if you can make these light up, light up, and nothing would happen. And Brett turned around and said, oh, well, you know, only big boys can make these light up anyway. Bang, they lit up. Or well, one specifically near the doorway. So then. We started getting a bit more adventurous with the questions we were asking, and it ended up by us saying, you know, let's see how fast you can run from one end of the church to the other. And, and as we said that, the K2, each K2 would light up as if something was walking past them. So it was pretty intense. In sequence. In sequence, yep. So Brett has the footage of that, so I have to hit Brett up. Yeah, I think that'd be something to see, because I've seen K2s go off in here. And a lot of the other builds, but I've never seen anything in sequence. Sequence, yeah. And sequence is very interesting. Is would you say the boy is one of the most active entities in in this church? He seems to be prominent in our tours. Yeah. By the way, we will just say it, it's not Harry. We did find out yes who the boy could be, and there was a death of a little boy here on the property. His name was Ian not Harry. Since that incident that led us to that story, yeah, we seem to have more... Did you just hear that? Mm-hmm. What? It was a knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We seem to get more from Ian than we do from Ted. and We quite, get quite a lot. And interestingly, I'm talking about Ian. 
and even on our tours when I start talking about the little boy that's normally when we start getting things happening so I will just say that. What's also interesting you just mentioned Ted by name for the first time tonight. Did I? Yeah. Oh, well there you go. Isn't that, Ted is the shadow person. Ted no, is the shadow person. We're we, not going to tell you how the name came about. Well the name actually only came about because we wanted to name him because it, oh. we have to walk around here as well and it sounds which which sounds better to you all right i say to you ash go out into the streets and watch out for the dark shadowy figure nope <laughs> or go out into the streets watch out for ted while you're out there all right well, ted, ted sounds nice okay it's going to sound a lot better it's better for us i'm, I'm automatically thinking of a humanizing teddy bear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> voiced by seth well, mcfarland but it makes it a lot easier for us when we think of it as a human and not as a Mm. I think. But one thing we won't talk about is the coincidence that name has. Splashing on there. What's that? Why is my what? What's happening? Where'd where'd you see lights flashing? Over there. What? Outside. Just outside the window. Okay. Which I know you'll get them over there because of the trucks. Yeah, but not over outside. Not over there. Yep. You can probably Hopefully hear the trucks going past. shot by some farmer. I don't know about you, but I'm... It is. It is going it's very bu- It's building. It is building. Yeah. There are so many stories in this church. The tour normally goes for, what, 45 minutes to an hour in the church alone sometimes? Depending. Yeah, we've, we've tried cutting it down. Yeah, and, so. and there's so many other stories out that we can't really tell you because... It, it, it'd just be a shame to ruin all the surprises for people that are coming here. So the, the stories we have chosen tonight are really... Like that Ash is talking a lot faster. The ones yeah. are really the ones that you no longer um, talk about anymore. I have another interesting um, story that happened in here. Just to keep us all in here <laughs> yeah. a lot longer. Sorry, Ash, but we're yeah. staying. That's but, fine. But I do have another interesting story that happened in here, and it was with a group uh, of regulars. And uh, again, I was sitting in here leading the investigation. And what happened was, so I, I was going along the lines of uh, trying to talk to, Te- uh, to Ian, trying to get something happening. And started going along the lines of, well, doesn't Ted let you speak, Ian? You know, as if Ted had control of Ian. And we had the ghost box going. And then the guests started getting in on that and saying, come on. And I, I can't remember who it was. One of the guests said, oh, come on, Ted, stop being an asshole. Let Ian speak. And as she said that, through the ghost box, clear as day, comes a male voice saying, screw the boy, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. And, um, of course, the, the mood changed in here pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but nothing, nothing else of significance really happened. So, Yeah, it, it is definitely a crazy, creepy little... Well, it's not little, it's a decent-sized church, but... Look, to, to finish, Alison, you want to come along on the tours. It, it's just a matter of getting in contact with you, and how do they do that? Uh, look, they can email me, or phone me, or even come on our Facebook page and contact us there. And the Facebook address? Is facebook.com. slash. <laughs> 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 Adelaide Haunted Horizons, I believe. 
Okay, well, the the link will be up there yeah. with the podcast. Now, like I said, we didn't talk about the main stories. We we really only kind of skimmed the surface. Well, we, a, we really only talked the stories that we don't use anymore anyway, so it was yeah. nice to revisit them. It was, so. and if you guys want to come on the tour, by all means do it, because the... the I said the tour starts off nice. You're kind of in the car park. You're having a good time. The Adelaide Tornado Horizon staff make you feel at home. You go through. You get told the rules. Then you start feeling a bit paranoid because there are rules. <laughs> and then you start doing the stories. And as you go through the village, the stories kind of get scarier and scarier until they kind of come to a peak here in the church. And they do come to a peak. And they do. <laughs> and I mean, look, you, you can learn about the identities of some of the people that are believed to be haunting this town, including a theory on who Ted could be. And that's, to me, that is kind of like the, the cherry on top of this tour on who it has been suggested some of these characters could be. And some are not exactly nice people. So to find out more about that, you'll definitely have to come along. Spills, do you have anything else to add? No, let's get some investigating done. Yeah, absolutely. If we get anything, we'll definitely let you guys know about it, but it's definitely hitting that creepy time now. So, Alice, anything you want to add in there before we head off for another week? Well, another... Yeah, before we turn off the podcast, <laughs> who knows what the next one will be? Hopefully, it won't be too long. Ash has been very articulate with his words tonight. I just, I just like the way it's speeding up and getting less articulate. Yeah. It he does keeps, happen. He keeps nervously glancing at the back door there. There's no fire extinguisher in think he's, here, I think he's guiding up on how far so it is to run. Is there a fire extinguisher in here? We can bring one in. Oh, okay. God. So, I'm the first to say, I get scared. I get shit scared, <laughs> but I won't leave. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm happy to say I'm, I'm feeling on edge quite a lot right now. Oh, oh you. fuck, Alison. That's Alison's phone, and but, she just scared the fuck out of us. <laughs> Who was it? Who is it? Is it Michael? Well, fine. Private number, I don't know. Uh, well, look, we're going to leave it there. <sighs> that's another experience you can have on the ghost tours. <laughs> My heart. My heart, too. Oh, no. Alice, right, got us. Oh, she got us. Guys. Okay, guys, that's it for now. I'm done. That was, that, was my, that was my final word. That's the climax for our little personal tour here at Old Taylor Town. Until next time, I'm Ashley Hall. I'm Spills. And we'll probably have Alison back again. And I'm Alison. Without a doubt. Definitely. Without a doubt. Okay, guys, see you later. <laughs>